Wandering Minds presents Peter Wendy by Jeremy Bloom. All children, except one, grow up. They soon know that they will grow up. This ought not to be written in ink, but in a golden splash. I don't know whether you have ever seen a map of a person's mind. You won't forget me, Peter, will you? Before spring cleaning time comes? Doctors have tried to draw a map of a child's mind. It is not only confused, but keeps going around there all the time. There are zigzag lines on it, probably roads in an island. Neverland is always more or less an island, with astonishing splashes of color here and there, and coral reefs and lonely layers, and gnomes who are mostly tailors, and caves through which a river runs, and princes with six elder brothers in a hut going fast to decay, and one very small old lady with a hooked nose. It would be an easy map if that were all, but there is also the first day at school, religion, fathers, the round pond, Needlework. A day at your grandmother. Riding the bicycle for the first time without your father's the help. The smell of the air just after it's rained. Sunsets. Waking up on a beautiful summer's day and doing nothing all day. You will only ever stay up all night with a handful of friends in your Murders, life. Murders, hangings, demonstrative adjectives, chocolate pudding day, getting into braces, cash for pulling out your tooth. The perfect temperature on a summer night. Watching as your mother pulls out a tray of warm, Of all the people that you will meet, all the ones that you will like, love, hate, and forget, only a few will ever hear the inside jokes that you make at three o'clock in the morning. Childhood toys. Neverlands vary a good deal. Wendy's is a house of leaves deftly sewn together. Who's Captain Hook? Don't you remember how you killed him and saved my life? Peter? I forget them after I kill them. Tinkerbell remembers. Who's Tinkerbell? Oh, Peter, she drank poison for you. There's such a lot of them. I expect she's dead by now. You will remember me, though, won't you? Peter? George, the other night I saw a boy at the window. Three floors up. He escaped, but... His shadow hadn't time to get out. I don't think it's anyone we know, but he does look a scoundrel. Dear nightlights that protect my sleeping child, burn clear and steadfast tonight. You too have been there. You can still hear the sound of the surf, though you shall land no more. Of all delectable islands, the Neverland is the snuggest and more compact. Not large and sprawly, you know, with tedious distances between one adventure and another, but nicely crammed. When you play at it by day with the chairs and tablecloth, it is not in the least alarming. But in the two minutes before you go to sleep, it becomes very real. So there are nightlights. All, All children, children, except, except one, one, grow, grow up. up. They, they soon know, know they that they will grow up. And the way Wendy knew was this. One day, when she was two years old, she was playing in a garden, and she plucked another flower and ran with it to her mother. I suppose she must have looked rather delightful, for Mrs. Darling put her hand to her heart and cried, Oh, why can't you remain like this forever? This was all that passed between them on the subject, but henceforth Wendy knew that she must grow up. You always know after you are two. Two is the beginning of the end. Until Wendy came, her mother was the chief one. 
She was a lovely lady with a romantic mind. Such a sweet, mocking mouth. Her romantic mind was like the tiny boxes, one within the other, that come from the puzzling east. However many you discover, there is always one more. And her sweet, mocking mouth had one kiss on it that Wendy could never get. Though there it was, perfectly conspicuous in the right corner. How did Mr. Darling win her? The many gentlemen who had been boys when she was a girl discovered simultaneously that they loved her, and they all ran to her house to propose except Mr. Darling, who took a cab and nipped in first, and so he got her. He got all of her, except the innermost box and the kiss. He never knew about the box, and in time he gave up trying for the kiss. Wendy thought Napoleon could have got it, but I can picture him trying and then going off in a passion, slamming the door. Mr. Darling used to boast to Wendy that her mother not only loved but respected him. He was one of those deep ones who knew about stocks and shares. Of course, no one really knows, but he quite seemed to know, and he often said that stocks were up and shares were down. In a way that could have made any woman respect him, Mrs. Darling was married in white, and at first she kept the books perfectly, almost gleefully, as if it were a game. Not so much as a Brussels sprout was missing. But by and by whole cauliflowers dropped out, and instead of them there were pictures of babies without faces. They were Mrs. Darling's guesses. Wendy came first. For a week or two after Wendy came, it was doubtful whether they would be able to keep her, as she was another mouth to feed. Mr. Darling was frightfully proud of her, but he was very honorable, and he sat on the edge of Mrs. Darling's bed, holding her hand and calculating expenses. She looked at him imploringly. She wanted to risk it, come what might. But that was not his way. His way was with a pencil and a piece of paper. One seventeen here, and two and six at the office. I can cut my coffee at the office, say, ten shillings, making nine, two, nine, and six. With your eighteen makes three, three, seven, with five, not, not in my checkbook, makes eight, nine, seven... Who is that moving? Eight nine seven, dot and carry seven. Don't speak, my own. And the pound you lent that man who came to the door. Quiet, child. Dot and carry, child. There you've done it. Did I say nine nine seven? Yes, I I said nine nine seven. The question is, can we try it on? For a year on 997. He really was the grander character of the two. Remember mumps and whooping cough? At least, say, 15 shillings. And so on it went, and it added up differently each time, but at last Wendy just got through, with mumps reduced to 12-6 and the two kings of measles treated as one. Stars are beautiful, but they may not take an active part in anything. They must just look on forever. It is a punishment put on them for something they did so long ago that no star now knows what it was. So the older ones have become glassy-eyed and seldom speak. Winking is the star language. But the little ones still wonder. They are not really friendly to Peter, who had a mischievous way of stealing up behind them and trying to blow them out. But they are so fond of fun that they were on his side tonight and anxious to get the grown-ups out of the way. So as soon as the door of 27 closed on Mr. and Mrs. Darling, there was a commotion in the firmament, 
and the smallest of all the stars in the Milky Way cried out, Now, Peter! Peter, now! If you ask your mother whether she knew about Peter Pan when she was a little girl, she will say, Why, of course I did, child. And if you ask her whether he rode on a goat in those days, she will say, What a foolish question to ask. Certainly he did. Then if you ask your grandmother whether she knew about Peter Pan when she was a girl, she also says, Why, of course it did, child. But if you ask her whether he rode on a goat in those days, she says she never heard of his having a goat. Perhaps she has forgotten, just as she sometimes forgets your name and calls you Mildred, which is your mother's name. Still, she could hardly forget such an important thing as the goat. Therefore, there was no goat when your grandmother was a little girl. This shows that in telling the story of Peter Pan, to begin with the goat, as most people do, is as silly as to put on your jacket before your vest. Of course, it also shows that Peter is ever so old, but he is really always the same age, so that does not matter in the least. His age is one week, and though he was born so long ago, he has never had a birthday, nor is there the slightest chance of his ever having one. The reason is that he escaped from being a human when he was seven days old. Tinkerbell? Tink. Where are you? Do you know where they put <gasps> my shadow? <gasps> I'll stick it on with soap. <laughs> Boy, why are you crying? What's your name? Wendy Moira Angela Darling. What's your name? Peter Pan. Where do you live? Second start of the right and straight on till morning. What a funny address. Is that what they put on the letters? Don't get any letters. But your mother gets letters. Don't have a mother. Oh, Peter, no wonder you were crying. I wasn't crying about mothers. I was crying because I can't get my shadow to stick on. And besides, I wasn't crying. It has come off? Yes. How awful. You can't stick it on with soap. How exactly like a boy. It must be sewn on. What's sewn? You're dreadfully ignorant. No, I'm not. I shall sew it on for you, my little man. I dare say it will hurt a little. Oh, I shan't cry. I've never cried in my life. Perhaps I should have ironed it. Oh, how clever I am. Oh, the cleverness of me. There never was a clockier boy. Of course, I did nothing. You did a little. Well, if I'm no use, I can at least withdraw. Wendy, don't withdraw, Wendy. I can't help crowing, Wendy, when I'm pleased with myself. Wendy? Huh. Wendy, one girl is more used than twenty boys. Do you really think so, Peter? Yes, I do. I think it's perfectly sweet of you. And I'll get up again, and I will give you a kiss, if you like. All right. Surely you know what a kiss is. I shall know when you give it to me. Now, shall I give you a kiss? If you please. I will wear it on a chain around my neck. Peter, how old are you? I don't know. 
Hmm. I'm young, Wendy. I ran away the day I was born. It was because I heard father and mother talking about what I was to be when I became a man. Ugh. I don't ever want to be a man. I want always to be a little boy and to have fun. I've lived a long time among the fairies. You really know fairies? You see, Wendy, when the first baby laughed for the first time, its laugh broke into a million bajillion pieces, and they went all skipping about, and that was the beginning of fairies. And so there ought to be one fairy for every boy and every girl. Ought to be? Isn't there? No. You see, children know such a lot now. They soon don't believe in fairies. And every time a child says, I don't believe in fairies. There's a fairy somewhere that falls down dead. Hmm. I can't think of where she's gone to. Tink? Tink! Peter, you don't mean to tell me that there is a fairy in this room. She was just here now. You don't hear her, do you? The only sound I hear is like a tinkle of bells. <laughs> well, that's Tink. That's the fairy language. <gasps> I think I hear her too. <laughs> Wendy, I do believe I've shut her up in the drawer. <laughs> you shouldn't say such things. <laughs> of course, I'm very sorry, but how could I have known that you were in the drawer? Oh, Peter, if she would only stand still and let me see her. Well, they hardly ever stand still. Oh, the lovely... Tink, this lady says she wishes you were her fairy. What does she say, Peter? She's not polite. She says you're dumb <laughs> and that she's my fairy. You know you can't be my fairy, Tink, because I am a gentleman and you are a lady. You silly ass. And she's quite a common fairy. She's called Tinkerbell because she mends our tin kettles and pots. Tell me about your home. I live with the Lost Boys. Who are they? Oh, they are the children who fall out of their perambulators when the nurse is looking the other way. They're not claimed in seven days. They are sent far away to the Neverland to defray expenses. I'm captain. What fun it must be. Yes, but we are rather lonely. You see, we have no female companionship. Are none of the others girls? Oh, no. Girls, you know, are much too clever to fall out of their prams. I think it's perfectly lovely the way you talk about girls. I know you meant to be kind, so you may give me a kiss. Oh, <sighs> I thought you would want it back. Oh dear, I, I don't mean a kiss, I mean a coin. What's that? It's like this. Hmm. Funny. Um, now shall I give you a coin? If you wish to. <gasps> what is it, Wendy? It was exactly as if someone were pulling my hair. <laughs> that must have been Tink. I've never known her to be so naughty before. She says that she will do that to you, Wendy, every time I give you a coin. But why? Why, Tink? You silly ass. Do you know why I come here, Wendy? Me? To hear stories. You see, I don't know any stories. None of the Lost Boys know any stories. How perfectly awful. Do you know why swallows build in the eaves of houses? It's to listen to stories. Oh, Wendy, your mother was telling such a lovely story. Which story was it? Oh, um... About the prince who couldn't find the lady with the glass slipper. Peter, that was Cinderella. And he found her, and they lived happily ever after. <gasps> Where are you going? 
to tell the other Lost Boys. Don't go, Peter. I know such lots of stories. Hello? Is somebody there? Who's there? Ah! Gotcha! You can't escape. Are you a pirate? No, I'm not a pirate. I'm a flower, a tiger lily. You're not a pirate now, are you? No, I'm, I'm lost. I'm, I'm a lost boy. <sighs> I won't hurt you. Oh, I'm terrified of pirates when Peter is gone. Well, you're safe now. Hmm. I dreamt last night that the prince found Cinderella. I'm dying to find out the end of the story. Who's Cinderella? From the story, something about shoes, the, the, the deep black lake, and mice with no eyes. We don't have mothers, but Peter Pan comes back to tell us more of the stories. Oh, I know Peter Pan. Are you one of the ones that fell from your crib? You're safe now. <gasps> Peter's gone away, and I'm frightfully anxious. The only thing I remember about my mother is that she often said to father, Oh, how I wish I had a checkbook of my own. I don't know what a checkbook is, but I should just love to give my mother one. Hello? Tiger Lily? Are you there? Is, is someone... Hello? Peter, where are you going? I told you to tell the other Lost Boys. Don't go, Peter. I know such lots of stories. Oh, the stories I could tell to the boys. Let's go, Wendy. <gasps> Let me go! Wendy, do come with me and tell the other Lost Boys. Oh, I can't. Think of Mommy. Besides, I can't fly. I'll teach you! Oh, how lovely to fly. I'll teach you how to jump on the wind's back and then away we go! Ooh... Wendy! Wendy, when you were sleeping in your silly bed, you might be flying about with me saying funny things to the stars. I'm scared. And Wendy, there are mermaids. Mermaids? With tails. Such long tails! Oh, to see a mermaid. Wendy, how we should all respect you. Wendy, you could tuck us in at night. Oh, Peter. None of us have ever been tucked in at night. And you can don our clothes and make pockets for us. None of us have ever had any pockets. Of course, it's awfully fascinating. You ready? Ta-da! <laughs> How sweet! Yes, I am sweet. How do you do it? You just think lovely, wonderful thoughts. And then they lift you up in the air. Couldn't you do it very slowly once? Ta-da! <laughs> I can't. Oh, first you need fairy dust. And then you need a happy thought. Can you think of one? My mom. Don't be silly, you can do better than that. The stars outside of the city. Conversations with friends about nothing. Dancing with your cousins at a wedding. Wiggle your shoulders this way. The moment you realize you've made a new friend. <gasps> Heavenly. Oh, look at me! dare go out? Let's do a billion miles. I don't know, Peter. Mermaids, Wendy. Oh, I don't know if I can. It's easy, Wendy. You can. I'll protect you from pirates. I'm scared. Please, Peter. 
Just as they arrived home, Mr. and Mrs. Darling looked up at the nursery window. And yes, it was still shut, but the room was ablaze with light, and most heart-gripping of all, he could see in shadow on the curtain two little figures, one in night attire circling round and round, not on the floor, but in the air. Come, Wendy! He rushed into the nursery. Too late. The birds were flown. I'm flying! How still the night is. Nothing sounds alive. Yo ho, yo ho, the pirate life, the flag of skull and bones. A merry hour, a hempen rope, and hay for Davy Jones. How do I look? Cadaverous. Mr. Smee, risking penalty of this, did you or did you not pluck that lily for me? I did. And where is she now? All tied up, Captain, to a rock in the center of the lagoon. She'll be out of your hair now, Captain. Hello? Who's there? Shall I after him, Captain, and tickle him with Johnny Corkscrew? Hello? And wake the island. Johnny's a silent fellow. Please tell me who's there. Shh. Let's get him. I want not he, but his captain, Peter Pan. Twas he cut off my arm. I've waited long to shake his hand with this. Someone there? Oh, I'll tear him. And yet, I have often heard you say that Hook was worth a score of hands for combing the hair and other homely uses. Aye, if I was a mother, I would pray to have my children born with this instead of that. Hello? Who's there? Unrip your plan, Captain. I'm sure you've got one. Yes, I have got a plan. So, unrip it. Hello? We wait, Smee. We wait for that pan. Where were you? Just talking to the mermaids down there. See, their scales always get stuck to you. Ugh. How long ago did we leave the window? Are you hungry, Wendy? No, I'm sleepy. Oh, look at the ocean down there. I can snatch food from the mouths of birds for you. Well, that's an odd way of getting your bread and butter. Do you even know that there are other ways? <laughs> Don't be silly. I'm so tired, Peter. Aren't we almost there? There she goes again. Yes, we're almost there, you. Stay with me, Peter. I don't like it when you fly ahead. When the curtain goes up, all is so dark that you scarcely know it has gone up. This is because if you were to see the island bang, as Peter would say, the wonders of it might hurt your eyes. If you all came in spectacles, perhaps you could see it bang, but to make a rule of that would be kind of a pity. We get off here. The island is looking for us. Where? Where? Where all the millions of golden arrows are pointing. Those are fairies. How lovely. There's the lagoon. Everybody close your eyes. The first thing seen is merely some whitish dots trudging along, and you can guess from their twinkling that they are probably fairies of the commoner sort, going home afoot from some party and having a cheery tiff by the way. Then, Peter Star wakes up. And in the blink of it, which is much stronger than in our stars, you can make out 
masses of trees. And you think you see wild beasts stealing a drink, though what you really see is the shadows of them. They're really out pictorially to greet Peter in the way they think he would like them to greet him. And mermaids basking in the lagoon, pirates landing invisibly. In the daytime, you think the Neverland is only make-believe, and so it is to the likes of you. But now that Peter is here, this is the Neverland come true. An open-air scene, a forest, a beautiful lagoon, one adventure, another, summertime, another. Sleeping in, laughing with your friends so much that you're both wheezing for air. Only a few of you will ever yank you further and further into the morning. Cool winds. Leather journal. Your favorite dinner. Wendy huddled close to Peter now. His careless manner had gone at last. His eyes were sparkling, and a tingle went through them every time she touched his body. They were now over the fearsome island, flying so low that sometimes a tree grazed their feet. Nothing horrid was visible in the air, yet their progress had become slow and labored, exactly as if they were pushing their way through hostile forces. Sometimes they hung in the air until Peter had beaten on it with his fists. Would you like your adventure now? Or would you like to have your tea first? Tea first. <sighs> to the lagoon, then. You mean where the mermaids are? Look out for Hook. Cut off a bit of him. His right hand. If we meet Hook in open fight, you must leave him to me. I promise. Tink was flying with them, and in her light they could distinguish each other. Unfortunately, she could not fly so slowly as they and so she had to go round and round them in a circle, in which they moved as in a halo. Tinkerbell landed first. He's back? He's back! Peter, you came back! What happened? Did the, did the slipper fit someone, you know? Did he find her? Who's here? Peter? Don't ask me. Ask our new mother, Wendy. <gasps> our Mother? At last. I'd like to get you your own checkbook. Hello, I'm one of the lost boys, but you found us anyways. Tell him, Wendy. He found her. The prince found Cinderella, and they lived happily ever after. As they should. You should have known it would end that way. I should, shouldn't I? Thank you, Wendy. You see, she is a lady. Here's the kiss that she gave me. I remember kisses. Let me see it. Aye, that's a kiss, all right. Build a house for her. Build a house for her. Build a house for her! In an instant, a hundred fairy sawyers were among the branches. Architects were running around. A bricklayer's yard sprang up. Seventy-five masons rushed up with the foundation stone. And the queen laid it. Overseers were appointed to keep the boys off. Scaffoldings were run up. The whole place rang with hammers and chisels and turning lathes, and by this time the roof was on, and the glaziers were putting in the windows. The house was perfectly lovely. The fairies, as is their custom, clapped their hands with delight over their cleverness, and they were all so madly in love with the little house that they could not bear to think that they had finished it. So they gave it ever so many little extra touches, and even then they added more extra touches. How lovely, the little house. Still sleepy, Wendy? 
I couldn't shut my eyes if I wanted to. Show me the mermaids. To the lagoon at once! If you shut your eyes and are a lucky one, you may see, at times, a shameless pool of lovely pale colors suspended in the darkness. Then, if you squeeze your eyes tighter, the pool begins to take shape, and the colors become so vivid that with another squeeze they must go on fire, but just before they go on fire, you see the lagoon. This is the nearest you ever get to it on the mainland. Just one heavenly moment. If there could be two moments, you might see the surf and hear the mermaids singing. Let's spend the whole day here, Peter. We can if you like, Wendy. I might sit here for hours. I could start in on the pockets and socks for the Lost Boys. You can if you like, Wendy, but we will have to have our adventure sooner or later. You can nap in the meanwhile. Now that I'm your mother, I had better be strict about this. The most haunting time at which to see mermaids is at the turn of the moon, when they utter strange, wailing cries. What's that? Do you hear something? I said, did you hear something? Oh, should I wake Peter? I don't see why you would. It wouldn't be very motherly to wake him. Welcome to Neverland. Tink could have said something, but Wendy really pissed her off. Shivers slowly rolled over the lagoon. I do wish I could understand what you're saying, Tinkerbell. The sun's gone. Wendy could no longer see to thread her needle, and when she looked up, the lagoon that had always hitherto been such a laughing place seemed formidable and unfriendly. It isn't that night has come, but something as dark as night. <sighs> you didn't wake me! Lucky for you, I smell danger, even in my sleep. Oh, hide! Hide me! The night is still tonight. This is the hour when children in their homes are abed, their lips bright brown with a good night chocolate, and their tongues drowsily searching for belated crumbs housed insecurely on their shining cheeks. Oh, Peter, I've never seen such a beautiful flower. That's the tiger lily. How would you like this? Or this? No, no, Smee, no, it's this. Do what you have to do. Smee, you heard her. Do what you have to do. I'll swing around the Jolly Roger. I'll take the dinghy. I'll lay out my plan for when that pan comes back. Follow me when the deed is finished. I'll make a bouquet of you, canker blossom. It's Lilium Lancifolium. I knew it, lubber. Some vain resistance. Not a canker blossom. Not on your deathbed. If I am to die, no false names. I am the tiger lily, the perennial flower. <laughs> I am to die. <laughs> I am to die, I am to die, I am to die. <laughs> Do it. I'm not afraid. Laugh, you lover. You take the fun from it. 
Oh, I am sure you'll find some way to enjoy yourself. A happy thought. Fresh lily. Goodbye, I am to die. Neverland, goodbye. Your doom awaits. Ahoy, you lovers. The captain. Johnny Corkscrew is poised and ready, captain. Set her free. Free? Yes, cut her bonds and let her go. But, Captain... At once, do you hear? Or I'll plunge my hook in you. Bold move, Captain. Aye, aye. Ahoy, Smee, ahoy. <laughs> oh, am I not a wonder? Oh, I am a wonder. <laughs> Captain, is all well? He sighs. He sighs again. And yet a third time he sighs. The game's up. These boys have found a mother. I overheard a mermaid. Oh, evil day. We're done for now. What's a mother? He doesn't know. What was that? I heard nothing, Captain. What's a mother? That bird on the nest that floats on water is a mother. Yes, what a lesson. The nest must have fallen into the water, but would the mother desert her eggs? No. If they found a mother, Perhaps she is hanging about here to help Peter. Aye, that is the fear that haunts me. Captain, could we not kidnap these boys, mother, and make her our mother? It is a princely scheme I've made. We will seize the children and carry them to the boat. The boys we will make walk the plank, and their mother shall be our mother. Never. What was that? I see nothing. Do you agree to capture her, my bully? There is my hand on it. And there is my hook. Swear. Swear. So, where is that flower? Have the mermaids yet made salad of her? That's all right, Captain. I let her go. Let her go? T'was your own orders. You called over the water to me to let her go. Brimstone and gall, what cheating is going on here? I gave no such order. I heard them plain. Spirit that haunts this dark lagoon tonight, dost thou hear me? Odds, bums, hammers, and tongues, I hear you! Who are you, stranger? Speak. I am James Hook, captain of the Jolly Roger. You are not, you are not. Brimstone and gall, say that again and I'll cast an anchor in you. If you are Hook, come tell me. Who am I? A codfish. Only a codfish. A codfish? Have I been captained all this time by a codfish? It is lowering to my pride. Don't desert me, bully. Hook, have you another voice? I have you. And another name? Aye, aye. Vegetable? <laughs> no. Mineral? No. Animal? <laughs> yes. Man? No. You ask him some questions. I can't think of a thing. Are you a boy? Yes. Ordinary boy? <laughs> no. Wonderful boy? Yes. Can't guess? <laughs> Can't guess? Do you give up? Yes, yes, yes! Well then, I am Peter Pan! Pan! Now we have him. Into the water, Smee. Take him dead or alive. Are you ready, boys? Ow! Mm, Hook bit me! Hey, Hook bit me! It's not fair! Hey! Ooh! 
No one ever forgets their first unfairness. No one except Peter Pan. He often meets it, but he always forgets it. I suppose that's the real difference between him and all the rest. So when he meets unfairness here, it's like the first time again, and he could just stare, helpless. Twice the Iron Hand clawed him in his shock. It isn't fair! Hey! I'll save you, Peter! The reason he will live and relive these first unfairnesses forevermore is that Peter is betwixt and between. Stuck somewhere between bird and human. Wait a minute. Now listen up and wait. Before moving ahead, we take a moment to examine. You know, somehow, in the moment that you are conceived, birds are involved. The wide-eyed shock and joy in your mother's eyes that moment when you are first thought of is a result of an internal negotiation with a bird. And if you think hard enough, you remember the spots on your back where wings used to be. Like the way a soldier or I guess a starfish remembers an old limb. Of course, we grow out of this, but Peter never did. He is really always the same age, and his age does not matter in the least. The reason is that he escaped from being a human when he was seven days old. He escaped by the window and flew to Neverland. If you think he was the only baby who ever wanted to escape, it shows how completely you have forgotten your own young days. Think back, hard, pressing your hands to your temples, and when you do this, and even harder, you distinctly remember a youthful desire to return to the trees. To return to the treetops, and with that memory come other ones, that you had laid in bed planning it to escape as soon as your mother was asleep, and how she had once caught you halfway up the chimney. All children could have such recollections if they would just press their hands hard to their temples. For having been birds before they were human, they are naturally a little wild during the first few weeks, and very itchy at the shoulders where their wings used to be. Perhaps we could all fly if we were as dead confident sure of our capacity to do it as was bold Peter Pan that evening. I should know. I should know. The reason there are bars on nursery windows and a tall fender by the fire is because very little people sometimes forget that they have no longer wings and they try to fly away through the window or up the chimney. When the first baby laughed for the first time, his laugh broke into a million pieces and they all went skipping about. That was the beginning of fairies. I should know. They looked tremendously busy, you know, as if they had not a moment to spare, but if you were to ask them what they were doing, they could not tell you in the least. I should know. I should know. They are frightfully ignorant, and everything they do is make-believe. They have a postman, but he never calls, except at Christmas, with his little box. And though they have beautiful schools, nothing is caught I should know how to fly. The youngest child, being chief person, is always elected mistress. And when she is called the role, they all go out for a walk and they never come back. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Let's celebrate! I want always to be a little boy and to have fun, you know? I want always to be young! Don't worry, Peter Pan. We did it. We got him. For now. <laughs> you saved my life and I saved yours. I'll always owe you now. And you'll always owe me. We did, didn't we? <laughs> ah, I'm clever. Oh, Peter, you've been wounded. 
Let me mother you. I won't cry. You can cry to your own mother, Peter. Mm, that hurts, Wendy, ow! See, you are just exactly a boy, Peter. I'll be fine, Wendy lady. Well, I'll have the final word on that. We've done it now, Peter. Partners for life. Let's celebrate! Blind ourselves on fairy dust and roll smoke from our ears. <laughs> There's a daisy patch that needs carousing. I'm sorry, Tiger Lily, but Peter must recuperate. I'd love to, Tiger Lily. Ms. Lily, Peter appreciates your invitation, but he will have to decline. I know, Peter Pan. When we get hungry, I'll make us the meatballs you love. And don't worry, Mrs. Wendy. I will have him home before the sun comes up. You could come too if you wanted to, but I assume you don't. I most certainly do not. You'll have to start getting used to adventures, Wendy. Perhaps the biggest adventure of all is that we are all several hours late for bed. Then you should sleep soundly. Very well. I'll leave your medicine for you, Peter. <sighs> Thank you, Wendy. I will take it as soon as I return. I do promise you that. A boy would have to celebrate, and I would have to stay a boy forever. Forever isn't up yet. I swear I'll take it when I get back. Do you swear it? I swear! I will see you soon, Wendy lady. Peter, what are your exact feelings about me? Those of a devoted son, Wendy. I thought so. Goodbye, Wendy. You silly ass. I've heard that enough times. But I no longer need translation. Good night, Tinkerbell. Oh, it is so dark. Good night, Neverland. Hello? Hello? Did everyone leave? Peter? Wendy lady? Oh, there you are. Why aren't you in bed? I was waiting to be tucked in. How totally sweet. I shall do it. Have you had adventures today, Mother? Oh, yes, but they are not for a child's ears. Oh, will you tell me then, please? I was hoping for a bedtime story. You are right. Even at this hour, a child should have a story. Start it, Wendy lady. Shh, just lie down. There was once a gentleman. Mm, I'd rather he had been a lady or a white rat. Shh, quiet. There was a lady also. Oh, Mummy, you mean that there is a lady also, don't you? She's not dead, is she? Oh, no, not in the least. The gentleman's name was Mr. Darling, and her name was Mrs. Darling. They were married, you know, and what do you think they had? Mm, white rats. No, no, no. They had a child, who one day flew away. Oh, it's an awfully good story. She flew away to the Neverland, where the lost children are. Now, I want you to consider the feelings of the unhappy parents with their child flown away. Think of the empty bed. It's awfully sad. I don't see how it'll have a happy ending. I'm frightfully anxious, Mother. If you knew how great is a mother's love, we would have no fear. You see, our heroine knew that the mother, that's Mrs. Darling, would always leave the window open for her child to fly back by. So she stayed away for years and had a lovely time. Did she ever go back? Let us now take a peep into the future. 
Years have rolled by, and the child is elegantly dressed, ever so much older than twenty. She might even have a child of her own by then. <gasps> we are rewarded for our sublime faith in a mother's love. So up the girl flew to her mummy and her daddy, right? Right, Wendy? Wendy! H hello? So, so did, did she ever go back? Wendy? Poison Smee? I do have him now, I do. Oh, really still is the night. This is the hour when children in their homes are in bed. Compare with them this child, a pirate mother from now on. Split my infinitives, but tis my hour of triumph! Something tells me I should make my dying speech now. When I die, there may be no time for it. Mortals envy me, but perhaps it might have been better not to have had such ambition. When children play at Peter Pan, no one ever wants to be me. The strongest plays Peter, and they force the baby to play Captain Hook. The baby. That is where the canker gnaws. I would want to play as you, Captain. Oh, they find Smee lovable. Pathetic Smee, the nonconformist pirate, a happy smile upon his face because he thinks they fear him. Oh, but they do. How could I break it to him? Smee, trade the prisoner. Make it a happy thought, Tiger Lily. Raw cookie dough. Sunshine on fresh snow. True love. <clears throat> and you, Peter, think so. Campfires, sword fights, hide and go seek, <gasps> a meatball! Hey, knock it off, Tink! Don't drink your medicine, Peter! It was too big for me to spill out, but you can't drink it! I promised Wendy I would, and I'm going to drink it! Well, why would you spill it out? You keep acting stranger and stranger! I think we all know what's going on here, pixie dust. What's going on? Leave us alone, Tinkle Bell. Go on. But Peter, there's poison in your medicine. Poisoned? Well, who could have poisoned it? Here it is, see? You're jealous. Ooh, you ass, you ass! Tink, Wendy wouldn't poison my medicine. I'll drink it to prove it to you. No! What has gotten into you, dumbbell? I'll never make it up to her. She wanted to help me, and you ruined everything. <coughs> oh, oh, Tink. Bastard. Gold, gold, gold. It was poison? But who could have possibly poisoned it? Hook did. He stole her and poisoned you. <coughs> uh, um, I'll, I'll rescue her. C -c -c Come on, Tiger Lily. It was poisoned, Peter. Now I'm going to be dead. Oh, Tink. Did you drink it to save me? <coughs> but why, Tink? Oh, you silly, silly ass. Uh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe if children believed in fairies again. Okay. Yes. Do you believe? Do you believe in fairies? If you believe, clap your hands. Don't let Tank die, please. Oh, clap your hands. Clap! Clap! 
Clap, stomp your feet. Come on, clap. Oh, she's better. She's getting better. It's okay. Tink, to rescue Wendy. Oh, let's go save Wendy. The moon rides in a cloudy heaven. Aye. Nights like these, Captain. Do you hear a single sound? I do not. Mouths that open will stay open. This is the stillness of the end. I shall be tormented no longer. By now, Pan has met his fate. You won't get away with this. I won't stay here. Ugh. You could have her walk the plank, Captain. She'll come around. Wrapped in a blanket of night through which no sound can penetrate. Oh, man unfathomable. It is his hour of triumph. Fame, fame, that glittering bauble, it is mine! Is it quite good form to be distinguished at anything? I am the only man who barbecued feared, and Flint feared barbecue. Is it not bad form to think about good form? My child, you closer and closer approach the plank. Fine, then. It's Pan I wanted, chiefly Pan, and I got him. It was his cockiness. It made me iron claw twitch, and at night disturbed me like an insect. No harm in that. Yes, Captain. While he lived, you were a lion in a cafe into which a sparrow had come. He still lives. I know it. Oh, I bet. Listen, I am not wholly evil. I love flowers and sweet music, and let it be frankly admitted, the idyllic nature of a scene stirs me profoundly. It takes a lot of inspiration to do what I do. Oh, I hate you. Oh no, little children love me. Shall I hoist her up then? We've been fine without a mother anyways, Captain. Why change now? Very well. Oh, what would your real mother say? I wouldn't know her if I passed her. You should be picking up on that by now. Am I to die then? Sunrise. Mailing a letter. Birthdays. Family dinners. Summer vacations to the island. Visiting Grandad and having the best ice cream known to man. Sharing a taste in music with my father. Always singing along with him. When my parents do the voices when reading me stories before bed. Scraping my knee at school when I was five. My aunt picking me up. And getting to spend the whole day playing with my cousin. The first day of dance class, when I was so excited I forgot to hug my mother before rushing in. My father and I having breakfast, just the two of us, at our favorite diner. I get chocolate chip pancakes, a side of white toast, orange juice, and milk. And he gets something like steak and eggs with coffee. And I always give him a sip of my orange juice to make the coffee taste sweeter. Falling asleep on the living room chair with my mother every night when I was little, at our old house on Avon Street. Going to the concert for my uncle's music school, where my mother had been taking singing lessons. Crying tears of joy hearing her sing. What is she doing, Smee? Thinking happy thoughts, and I'll fly. My mother, my mom, my mother. Oh, flight when Pan lies dead. Nothing can save you now. I'm scared. Oh, Mom! Hook or me this time? Oh, God! Aha! He lives. You have gone too far now, Captain James Hook of the Jolly Roger. Peter Pan the Avenger. Prepare to die. 
Not so fast. Your doom! It is your doom! I'll take the dumb pirate. It's me! We're surrounded. Captain! I could Johnny Corkscrew the lily at least. You will to the lost one. Pan's me, Pan! So, Pan! This is all your doing. I, James Hook. It was all my doing. Proud and insolent youth. Dark and sinister man. Shall we have at thee? Pen, who and what are thou? I'm youth. I'm joy. I'm the little bird that has broken out of the egg. James Hook, thou not wholly unheroic figure, farewell. To die, well, really is the greatest adventure. Meanwhile, Mrs. Darling had no proper spirit. She had aired Wendy's bed and she never leaves the house and always leaves the window open. When the child flew away, Mr. Darling felt it in his bones that all the blame was his. Of course, as we have seen, he was quite a simple man. Indeed, he might have passed for a boy again if he had been able to take his baldness off. We look at her closely and remember the gaiety of her in the old days, all gone now because she has lost her babe. Look at her in her chair where she's fallen asleep. The corner of her mouth where one looks first is almost withered up. Her hand moves restlessly on her breast, as if she had a pain there. Wendy? Wendy! Oh, I dreamt my dear one had come back. Good heavens, if I had been... If I had been... Oh, George, you are as full of remorse as ever, aren't you? I am responsible for it all. I, George Darling, did it. Mea culpa. Mea culpa. I lost our child, he said. They sat thus night after night recalling that fatal Friday, till every detail of it was stamped on their brains and came through on the other side like faces on a bad coinage. If only I had not accepted that invitation to dine. My fatal gift of humor, dearest. My touchiness about trifles. The empty nursery. It had begun so eventfully, so precisely like a hundred other evenings. Oh, shut that window, dear. I feel a draft. Oh, George, never ask me to do that. The window must always be left open for her. Always. Always. I must go home at once. <laughs> We're going! We're driving there, wherever it may lead us. Ooh, to have a jolly Roger, Wendy! I mean, home. Perhaps Mother is in half-mourning by this time. Peter, will you make the necessary arrangements? If you wish it. I'm not asking you to pass the nuts, Peter. I'm asking to go home. Not so much as a sorry to lose you. You can go home if you wish it, Wendy. <sighs> what are you doing, Peter? Every time you breathe in Neverland, a grown-up dies, Wendy. How dreadful! I must go home at once. <gasps> well, Wendy, you you can't go. Peter, let's keep her prisoner. Chain her up. No, no, she can go if she likes. Tiger Lily will guide you through nature, Wendy. Then you know your happy thoughts. Think your happy thoughts, Wendy. Thank you, Peter. You know how to cross the sea. I suppose I won't be seeing you again, Peter. You might. Well, 
You won't forget me, Peter, will you? You won't forget saving me from Captain Hook? Who's Captain Hook? Oh, Peter, you slayed him for me. I forget them after I kill them, Wendy. Go if you're going, Wendy! Dear ones, if you will all come with me, I feel almost sure I can get my father and mother to adopt you. All of you. Oh. Peter, Peter, can we go? All right. Oh, ripping! Get your things, Peter. No, I'm not going with you, Wendy. He is. We could find your real mother. No. No. Perhaps she would say I was too old. And I want always to be a little boy and to have fun. But Peter- No! If you find your mother, I hope you will like her. Uh, am I not a noodle for wanting to go? I stay with Peter Pan. Of course I do too. Now then, no fuss, no blubbering. Goodbye, Wendy. You will remember about changing your flannels, Peter? Are you ready, my tiger lily? Aye, aye. Then lead the way. Quick, Tink, close the window. Bar it. That's right. Now you and I must get away by the door. And when Wendy comes, she will think her mother has barred her out, and she will have to go back with me. This trick had been in his head all the time. <gasps> Look. Wendy's mother sleeps. Wendy? Wendy? She's a pretty lady. Not so pretty as my mother. Her mouth is full of kisses. Not so full as my mother's is. Huh. She cries in her sleep. I'm fond of her too. We can't both have her, lady. She won't make the best of it. Nightlights protect my sleeping child. A mother's eyes, nightlights. Burn clear and steadfast. Mother? Wendy? Father? Wendy! No. You can't see Neverland Bang. The wonders of it might hurt your eyes. The window is shut. It is shut. A mother would leave it opened. No, Wendy. How much time has passed? I don't know. Oh. Mother looks so very old. Does this mean I can't go either? Think a happy thought, Wendy. We can fly. We can do spring cleaning. You can take care of us. We can do adventure things. Think happy thoughts. Yes. Think happy thoughts. Yes. Yes. Think happy thoughts. Yes. Think happy. Yes. Yes. The stars outside of the city. Peaches. Conversations, conversations with friends about what I can do this. Favorite movie. I can. I can't eat apricot. I know I can. I can do this. Sharp Watching as your mother pulls out a tray of warm, gooey cookies and I can do this. Laughing with your friends so much that you're both wheezing your waffles. Giant chocolates. Only a few will ever hear the inside jokes that you make at three o'clock in the morning. It's okay. Only a few of you will ever Your yank you further okay. and further into the morning. I'm flying. I can do I this. I'm flying. I'm flying. Visiting Grandma this summer. Our last glimpse of Wendy shows her at the window. As you look at Wendy, you may see her hair becoming white, and her figure little again. 
for all this happened long ago. Her daughter Jane is now grown, with a daughter called Margaret. Margaret grows and has a daughter too, who is to be Peter's mother in turn. And thus it will go on, so long as children are carefree and innocent and heartless. We recede into the sky until we are as small as stars. Thank you for listening to our production of Peter Wendy by Jeremy Bloom, directed by Zoe Rico. This show features Jack Hilbrecht as Smee and Mr. Darling, Guyana Callaghan as Hook and Mrs. Darling, Garrett Adamsev as Lost Boy, Natalie Gonzalez as Tiger Lily and Mermaid, Rulala Fujioka as Tinkerbell, Angelina Kemet as Wendy, and Paul St. Cyr as Peter Pan. We would like to give a special thanks to our crew, Paul Weston as our technical director, Yasmin El Nagar as our sound editor, Katie Lee as our sound acquisitioner, Michael Montenegro and Hope Glowacki as musical consultants, and Miles Cork as our production manager. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoyed. <laughs>